Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Patreon version of the Strictly Mailbag. I'm Drew. Dallas isn't with me, but I have a special guest from Pod Strickland. I know you're getting excited. You're thinking it's Schwinn. It's a reuniting. It's not. It's Prez. What's up, Prez? That's right. Even better than Schwinn. It's, it's even no, better than Schwinn. No, no tyrannical Schwinn on here. And uh, mm-hmm. you're stuck with me while Dallas, I'm assuming... Is just doing San Diego stuff and frolicking on the beach or whatever. It Dallas is, is San Diego frolic- yeah, he's just frolicking on the beach, doing surfing, eating burritos, all living the life up. Really, honestly, in San Diego, right? Like that beach life is legit. I can't even be mad. No, I really can't. But I think he's also doing like uh, you know fancy academia stuff too. You know, like yeah, I don't, I don't researches. Care about that stuff. Yeah, right. Like doing like research and. uh properly citing sources and shit like that. Like, I'm, I'm over that. I don't do that anymore. Fuck out of here. No, we do that here on the mailbag for Patreon yes. subscribers. <laughs> you want to talk about data? We're going to talk about data. I don't need yeah, no talk about data. .edu. We don't need to hit up uh, JSTOR or uh, what's the other academic sh- uh, website for uh, for sources. Fuck, I'm blanking on it. It's like JSTOR know, or there's like something else. I'm not know. academic. Couldn't be me. Listen, for, for the academics out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Make sure you, you got to find Dallas's uh, dissertation when it's published on there. I can't wait to read that shit. <laughs> I will do no such thing, but enjoy that. <laughs> That's amazing. So on today's episode, Prez and I are doing a very special mailbag. It is going to be all about stats. And it's also going to be the last iteration of this specific style of podcast. That's all I'm going to give you. For right now, folks, this podcast is going to be redone, so stay tuned for what that's going to look like. You know, go to the strict.land, go to the Patreon stuff. We have $6 tier, $9 tier, $3 tier, $50 tier, all the tiers. That's where you get your podcast. Check it out. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Oh, this is probably old, but that is okay. Bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we got you covered for all your insider sports wager needs from basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, UFC, boxing, tennis. There's the U.S. Open going on. There's baseball going on, all that good stuff. The fastest and easiest way to get you your betting info, uh, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right now from your home. The call to action right now is to get into the action today. So head to the website or use your mobile devices to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV 
to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. So, and that is Bet Online, where the game starts, and that is B L E A V. Prez, are you ready to get into what we're doing today? Let's do it. All right, here we go. So, the first part of what we're doing is we present a bunch of questions and some concepts that we're going to go over, and then you're going to be hit with that break. So, that's going to be the end of the free preview. And then for all the patrons out there, you're going to be listening to the mailbag stuff. That we got answers for you in that section. So, Prez, let's get into it. What do you want to? What are we talking about first? Great. So, what I was thinking, you know, I love digging through, you know, these websites like Dunks and Threes, which is the mm-hmm. home of um, Estimated Plus Minus, or um, or the Darko website, or B Ball yep. Index, or even just ESPN. And NBA.com and, you know, just kind of seeing what is interesting. But mm-hmm. something I've never really sat down to do because I'm lazy is I don't even I'm not even saying we have to go like under the hood completely and how all of these different metrics and fancy stats are developed and created. What's more interesting mm-hmm. to me is I know that with any stat, there's like a player, strengths and weaknesses. There's advantages to using them in certain ways and sometimes Mm -hmm. ways that you shouldn't use them for one reason or another. So, you know, there's... I'm trying to pick your brain yes, so I can be a better... So I can do my job and provide good content for our lovely Patreon subscribers. Yeah, that's what we need. So you brought up... Uh, Dunks and Threes and Darko, which are probably the two best kind of like all-in-one metrics that we have right now. Darko is actually very much above both of our probably pay grades combined. Because what I understand Darko is, it's just feeding literally like every bit of information on a player into whatever algorithm that dude created. And then it outputs Darko plus minus, right? Like that's basically what it does. And it's con- and it's constantly changing, so it's called like a Bayesian technique. So the more information it gets, the the more shit kind of like changes and sways and sort of thing. So that's why like Darko right now is kind of like the big one for like public data. EPM so, and ter- oh, go ahead. Well, let's let's stay on Darko for a second before we get to EPM. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Darko on that website, you can do a couple different things. You can look at like defensive. Uh, mm-hmm. Darko plus minus offenses. Offensive Darko, yeah. You can look at where a player has been rated by Darko up to the current day, and it can also give some hints at projection. So there's a lot of cool mm-hmm. things you can do with it, but I know, like, I guess one of the questions I've been thinking of recently with Darko is, like, A, do you, is there any kind of asterisks that you have when you look at that and then be like it takes all this information about a player's past performance mm-hmm. and puts it into this supercomputer magic machine where elves that's, and gnomes spit out a number yeah that's exactly it that's pretty much where we're at with dark <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll use a concrete example so like 
I was um exchanging some tweets with uh with some people about our favorite annoying offseason topic, Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton. The, and the worst off season off season debate because they're two different players. But let's okay, go ahead, just continue. Yeah, so so this is what I was thinking of. So I was looking at like like Darko actually likes Jalen Brunson a lot, which right, no surprise, mm-hmm. he's really good. And yeah. If you look at his little career curve rating or whatever, there's a big spike at the end because he started killing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I right. just wonder, like, how do how does Darko or even other things like how do they deal with situations like we see with Brunson, where it was really only in the last couple months of his career that he was kind of mm-hmm. just unleashed, and part of that was because of his own skill set, right? Like he didn't shoot a lot of threes for most of his career. And then yeah, he was like, yeah. oh, shit, mm-hmm. I can do that. And now I have superpowers. But part of that is also, yeah. like, nobody asked him to do that, right? So I don't I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just a, like, yeah, you can use this stat, but then you talk about the context on a player's career. I don't know. I'm just – I always get so, a little nervous when I'm using all these things, including Darko. Yeah, so, yeah, most of it also, too, is, like, sample sizes, right? So, like, if there isn't a lot of information on a guy – those numbers, especially so, like an adjusted plus minus, like Darko, it's gonna probably hover around like zero, right? Like if there isn't a lot of data, because like there's there's nothing there to really gauge. So like, like yeah, right. And that's why when you even when you look at so if you go to Darko, I'm assuming the people who are listening to this definitely are <laughs> on the Darko app, and you can see like they start like low, like every single player, like every single rookie usually starts at like a negative player because. Usually they are. And the more information that it gets, you kind of see the data points kind of go up and down and it goes through like these ebbs and flows. So for yeah, someone like, like I'm Brunson, looking at my son, Pari Eason on the Rockets, who is a rookie, and he started out in career game number zero at minus three, which is like as low as you could possibly be. Yes, which By makes the sense. end of the season, he's still negative, but he's at like zero point. He's like negative point five or something. So right. that'll, and that's I, natural. That's not just like, oh, what a bum. Yeah, no, that's just natural because it only has, I don't know how many games Eason specifically played, right? But it only has, let's just say he played all 82. I don't think he did, right? But like, it only has an 82-game sample, right? And he only has a limited amount of like shot attempts, type of shots attempts, the specific lineups that he's been in, right? Like, it's such a small, minuscule sample compared to someone like Brunson, who has been playing in the league now for a couple of years. And then not only that, his usage went up like significantly with the Knicks because he's no longer with Luca. So that's when you get like, oh shit, there's so much more information now that we can actually like properly judge Brunson. And then it's also taking into account other things, such as like we we kind of know that volume three point shooting for a high usage player is very important, right? And Brunson started taking those shots. And you see his value go up because it's it's a valuable skill to have, which is shooting volume threes, especially whether it's it could be it could just be spot up or off the dribble, right? Just like constantly shooting threes is usually a good thing for a high usage player. So that's where like that's where I think Darko's really good. Um but just kind of like yeah, just like getting the sample, and then it's like comparing everything too, right? Like you can look back and it's just judging everything. It's like it's I wouldn't be surprised if he has like Whoever did Darko, I forget his name, right? Just had like access to like all of, like NBA stats, basically, right? And it was just like we're dumping everything in historically and just 
figure. I'm looking out. at uh, the What is Darko page. It's um, Kostya Medvedovsky and Andrew Patton. Those are the two. Um, so it, I'm not reading this whole model page because it's long, but <laughs> no, it's, it's a lot. I literally never clicked it, and there's some cool stuff here. Like, uh, mm -hmm. it accounts for rest and travel and home court effects, opponent adjustments, aging, seasonality, like how historically NBA offensive efficiency starts lower as everybody's like getting out of the off season and beginning the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so I said, it, it's, it really it's, does it's, take everything. It's, everything. It's, it's a stats jambalaya, and it outputs a, a, pr a pretty accurate representation of, like, is this a good player or is this a bad player, right? Like, it kind of does the job. And I do think one of the things we people tend to get a little too, like, specific about, like, say we used Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton already, right? So, like, say Jalen Brunson's at, like, plus three Darko, and... Tyrese Halliburton is at like plus two Darko, right? Like what that would, can you say that like Jalen Brunson has more impact than Tyrese Halliburton in that case? Well, yeah, that's fair. But like, but it's also just telling you that like these two players are positive impacts when they're on the court. Like that's really all it's saying. And then you gotta, you kind of have to adjust for like team context and that sort of thing as well. So like Tyrese Halliburton didn't play on a team that was as good as the Knicks. And if that's the case, that usually means their like point differential isn't going to be as high. And those on off numbers are going to be lower. It's like, right. Like it's something as simple as that, that could be the, uh, the case. But um, yeah, but like, that's the good thing. Like I wouldn't say like, if like say Jokic has like the best Darko, he, I mean, he probably is the best player in the league, but like, just because he has the best Darko doesn't mean he's the best player in the league. So I think that's something people kind of forget to kind of take into account. So, so like it's more for like ballpark impact, like someone right, like these are yes, yes, yeah, like, exactly. This like is zero, one, two, three, four. Like if somebody's above three, like you know they're basically they're like an all NBA, right? right like. Exactly. And is there a difference between say like five? Like obviously there's a difference between five and six, but there's not that much of a difference, right? Because we're talking about it at like a per hundred possession rate. Cause this is a rate stat more mm -hmm. than both like EPM, Darko, RAPM, box plus minus, all these stats are adjusted for per hundred possession, right? So it's not, so if this is specifically an estimated adjusted stat to equalize everything for per hundred possession. So like the difference between five and six points per hundred possession, it's really not that large, you know, it's not that much in any given thing. But if someone like if someone is like plus three and someone is minus three, we can definitively say that like, all right, there's a big there's a big difference between the two. And we can kind of get an idea like this something's going on with this negative guy. So right. I okay. so I if that makes sense. I I I just while you were talking I pulled up Quickly and Grimes, um, and Grimes is an. I've been looking at B-ball index stats for all these guys for Pod Strickland, and in general, on pretty much every statistical database, Grimes is like fine. Like he's not mm -hmm. that great, and that's for a bunch of reasons. But on Darko in particular, if you you look at his and Quickly's careers, like on the graph, Quickly's and his are pretty close, and then it's. But quickly has played about a hundred, uh, yeah, more games. But and it's in yeah. those last hundred games that you see quickly 
just kind of separate himself. So mm-hmm. is that more like, is it fair to say we can, I don't think it's fair to say Grimes will catch up, but is it fair to say like Grimes can close some of that ground just because his sample has yes. been so small? Okay. Yeah. Like it, it's definitely fair to say. So like, again, like similar to, we'll probably get into it too, like RAPM, right? It's one of those, like the more data you have, the more accurate it is at projecting. Right. And then also like Grimes literally only has two, like two seasons. So if anything, it does look like an upward trajectory, but you can also assume for like a lot of young players, right? That like that that third year, that fourth year, that fifth year, that where they really start to like explode at some point. Mm-hmm. So like it, it is fair to say, and we kind of see that too, and it kind of makes sense with Grimes. But you think, yeah. right? Like they do, like he has the volume, like he can shoot, right? There's the volume shootings there. Will it translate to efficiency? That's to be determined. But like he gets up his shots. He has the first step, so he kind of has, in theory, he can do the very much mathematical threes, layups, that type of stuff, right? Like, he he has, like, the shot profile that you're looking for, that if you bump up the volume, it's probably, you're probably going to see a lot more. You're probably going to see that, like, impact shoot up, which would make sense, because if the Knicks had a volume three-point shooter who's knocking down shots, that team's going to be great. So, like, I think all of it kind of, like, tracks if you kind of like put that theory to the test, especially with the next. Okay. That's helpful. Um, the other one that, that you mentioned that is often mentioned as the preference for a lot of front offices is estimated plus minus, mm-hmm. which is housed on dunks and threes dot, uh, dot com slash. Um, so what the fuck is up with that? That's, a, that's probably the best, uh, I think, it, I think, what was it? Yeah, there was like that front office article. There were just the front offices were basically like, I think someone, was it like Hooks Habit that was asking? I think that was like the idea. And they're just like, all right, of the public data, like yeah. what's actually good. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of know which every, all good front stat, like, you know, like stat nerds front office will tell you that like these are all just like estimates and they're not that good. So like once we kind of operate in that sphere, it's kind of like good to know. But what makes EPM really good is, so it calculates RAPM on its own. And that is its own thing. And I think the, so I've been working on like this, uh, like basically like this article for the strip links. I want to be like, what is like the simplest way to kind of explain mm-hmm. this stuff? And I want it like in writing. So like when someone was like searching for things like, oh yeah, no, I can just reference this. So Adjusted plus minus, which is what regular adjust, you know, regular as adjusted plus minus is based off of. It solves a very specific equation, what it's looking to do. It's taking the points per possession of a stint. And a stint is defined as a time between when the 10 players on the court, there's, there's a change, right? Does that make the, are you following me so far? Uh, the, a change? Right, so I'll give you an example. The game. Oh, starts. like, but like before somebody else comes into the Subs game. In. Right, I see. So game starts. There's ten players on the court. The so there's no stops till like four minutes go by, and then right. that would be the stint. Correct. That first four right. minutes. Got it. Right. That would be a stint. So each stint for each. So what adjusted plus minus is looking to do is give credit to the per possession value. So think of it this way. So 
if in stint number one, there were 10 possessions, 10 points scored, right? We'll just say like, you know, it's 10-0, right? Does that make sense? Right? 10-0, yeah. the Knicks go on a 10-0 run. The point per possession in that one would be 0. 0.1, because let's say there were 10 possessions. So the equation that RAPM is looking to solve is basically 0.1 equals, and then it's going to try to distribute the value between 10 players to make it equal 0.1. So the credit, it's like assigning credit. Exactly. So it's assigning credit, and it does that for every single thing, for every single player. It is looking to solve that. So the credit is what adjusted plus minus is, right? Like it's that value to solve that specific equation. So EPM does that all on its own, right? Does that first part. It does, it takes everyone's stints. It calculates it. Then what it does is have a very specific, something called like a prior, which is there is an estimation of that value based on box scores. And that's what EPM does. So it calculates its own base plus minus, and then uses box scores to estimate what that value is. And then what you get is EPM. Hold on. So I guess my question is like most of these four, like the assigning credit part of it before you take Mm -hmm. into account, like all of the past box scores, Mm -hmm. the assigning credit, like, isn't that the special sauce here? Yes. And that's, and that's done. Like I said, that's done in the background in the regression analysis. That's all the stuff like weighting what's important and what's not and all that. It's, yes. So what it's doing, so like I said, it's taking, so if I'm trying to judge, say you're one of the nine players, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to look at every single thing you were a part of. And Mm -hmm. it's going to try to estimate your contribution based on the value of all, like, the uh, the totals, right? The, the oh, by comparing the different stints. Correct. And then I it's going to look at it and be like, oh, Drew's in, you know, oh, interesting. Prez plays with Drew a lot. So when you have adjusted plus minus, which was called, which was based on an ordinary least squares assumption, what that does is when it's trying to figure out, the, when the equation is trying to, like, give give us credit, Adjusted plus minus will go, well, we don't actually know if we should actually give Prez the credit or Drew the credit. Like, we can't assume. Regularized adjusted plus minus goes, no, we can assume Prez has the crazy hezzy in the jumper. It's not, like, it's not Drew. We can safely say Prez is getting the credit. So when you see, like, my numbers shoot up to, like, being assigned credit, Regularized adjust plus minus goes, no, 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 no. We're shrinking you back down to zero. It's not really you. We know it's not really you. So it, so there's a bias that's introduced into regularized adjusted plus minus. Okay. And EPM does you then that? Takes, it... Yes. And then, okay. and then once that's done, then it uses box scores to control for even more, like, you know, actual statistical contribution off that. So it's going to bias the pure the numbers without the stats first right the box scores matter because like say you're a role player on a bomb ass fucking team and exactly all your stints are amazing because your team kicks ass 
But then the box scores are like, hold on, this person averages five, two, mm-hmm. and one. So therefore, right. we're going to n- notch down their overall numbers a little bit. Exactly. That is okay. exactly it. So if you look at, go to like, if you go to RA, if you go to NBA shot charts, or um, you can get RAPM values. You can look at like what, what year did like the Bucks win the title? What was it like 2021, right? Yes. So if you go to like the 2020, 2021 Bucks page, you'll see how like George Hill is like plus two point like five, <laughs> you know, points per hundred possessions, like a plus impact player on the court. Mm-hmm. And we know George Hill is fine as like, right? Like, you know, he's a role right. player and he's fine. But we also know that like, he played with Giannis probably 90% of his minutes. So, like, then you go to his box plus minus probably, and George Hills' box plus minus is probably, like, 0.1, right? Yeah. Then you could be like, oh, this makes a little more sense. He plays with Giannis, right? Like, that's what – and that's how you do it. So, like, in every single, like, adjusted plus minus, except for box plus minus, so when you're looking at, like, these plus minus values – as much as we can add bias to help kind of like minimize the standard error, there's still always going to be nine other players on the court. So this data is always going to be inherently correlated. So it's not always going to be super accurate and you're not going to see players have like huge box plus minuses. So like if you look at like Jokic, you'll be like plus nine box plus minus, but like plus four RAPM. That's because for like with the lineups, it's going to give credit to also give credit to Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray and Davius Coldwell Pope, right? Like it's not going to give it all to Jokic, mm-hmm. but if you do box scores as an estimate, we'd be like, well, of course, like of course, all the credit's going to Jokic. He's dropping thirty, ten, and ten. Mm-hmm. So that so there's always like the data is always going to be heavily correlated. You can't do anything about that but so that's right. why i so that's why i like that's what epm is basically like hey i'm gonna have my own like i'm gonna develop my own box score prior basically like i'm gonna have my own box score estimate and it's going to be used to estimate this specific rapm value and it does a very good job it's probably the best one that we have that uh that takes into account what happened on the court and also the stats that a player performs i hope that clears i hope that clears things up i really do because i've been trying to write this in like the most clear way possible too and it's been really difficult and it helps me understand epm um and like what i'm using or or why why epm acts the way it does and i when i say that i mean like i spend so much time looking at all these things that i'll see when one player pops up like or rates out extra well on one of them and i'm just like Mm -hmm. i don't know enough about this particular stat to know why that's the case and uh, some examples um like epm loves 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 cam johnson cam johnson Mm -hmm. rated out super well like probably one of the top like 30 players and he's good don't get me wrong Uh, a lot of that is his defensive estimated plus minus um and i mean he has like I mean, everybody knows Cam Johnson, the shooter, but he also actually gets like a lot of stocks, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously Phoenix was a pretty good defensive team. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so between him getting stocks, playing for Phoenix, and then playing for Brooklyn, where he scored more, like I could see why they're like, look at all this box score shit he did, and his stints were good on defense too for like half the year. So mm-hmm. that's exactly uh, and his that's and his exactly efficiency it. is crazy because he's an amazing shooter. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why he kind of rates out. And if you look at him on Darko, um, he's good, but he's not like that amazing or anything. He's right. like fine. <laughs> yeah, because Darko is has the information like, oh yeah, he he was playing with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, right? Yeah, Where and, yeah. EPM doesn't it kind of does it, but it doesn't do it that well because just kind of inherently how it's calculated because there's really nothing you can do when you're again like when you're trying to estimate a plus minus you can't always separate like who you're playing with and cam johnson compliments playing devin booker and chris paul he gets to do what he's best at when you're trying to estimate defense any sort of active defense what i've been calling it which are like he said stocks deflections, off, generating offensive fouls, that type of shit, that goes through the roof when it's trying to estimate defensive impact because it's the only tangible thing that actually ever happens on defense. Right, it's right? the only like, thing you it's, can put into the machine. It's, the, it's like it's the only thing you can put into the machine. It's the only type of like stats that judge it, right? Like we don't have the stats that are just like, did he close out well, right? Like did he force a path? Did he... Did like a player like bring the ball up the court and pass it immediately after he crossed half court because he didn't he couldn't get the offense set up right like we don't have those stats the only stats we have are like deflections rebounds steals blocks and it's like box outs now and it's like okay so like those are all very good defensive estimators because that's exactly what you want to do on defense right you want to box out and you want to put your hand on the ball because you don't want the offense to have possession. So like that's why in there and like that kind of explains the um, defense stuff. Alex Caruso is the same way, right? Like Caruso right. gets all the stocks and deflections and everything, and his defensive stuff is through the roof. Caruso, he's probably super high on defense because I, on a lot of these things, like I'm looking at his um, let me pull it up, his EPM, and yeah, he's literally like the best, literally the 100th percentile. Right, exactly. And now knowing that, it makes sense because not only does he, his defensive box score stuff is crazy. Three, always. (laughs) Like, and then on top of that, like his stints on Chicago, even they were a good defensive team. They were a very good defensive team with him. And exactly. So, like, he has, that's how you end up like the best (laughs) defensive EPM, I guess. It's like you have the box score and you have like the, the performance stints and all that. And I wonder what it is mm-hmm. on Darko. It's probably super high as well, of course. Right. And if someone were to say, like, Alex Caruso is the best perimeter defender in the league based on EPM, I would say, like, no, that's not fairly accurate. But what it does say is he's definitely one of the best perimeter defenders. And I, that would be a very, I don't know, you, that's not wrong. Right? Like, that's, right. that is a, that's, right. that's, he's one of the best perimeter defenders that it is what it is it's not it's not helpful to do like to use like so i mentioned caruso's rated as like in the 100th percentile for defense um mm-hmm. hilariously the let me name the next the top five in defensive EVM. oh let's season. do it let's do it it's caruso number one mm-hmm. 
Which Nick Legend, sense. Dennis Smith Jr. is number two. OG <laughs> Ananobi, number three. Draymond, OG number makes sense. Draymond, number Draymond four. Makes sense. Yeah. And and Jaron Jackson is is number five. Um Hilarious yeah, is number six. But uh <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. But like even Dennis, like he everybody it was very it was a very big no, nah, I shouldn't say a very big story. It was a big story to me personally that he you know, we all thought he was gonna be out of the league until he started playing defense. So um mm-hmm. I guess the interesting thing is like you shouldn't really like EPM is not a tool to take those five players and be like, well, like OG yeah, the five best is a plus three point three, and Draymond is a plus three point oh. So therefore, OG is a better defender. Like, right? You exactly. shouldn't use it for splitting hairs like that. No, it just tells you these five players are, are were really, really good on defense, good. That yeah. Year. And that's all it says. That's 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 all it is. Just like those five guys were very good last year, and. That's it. Like, if you want to say that OG is better than Draymond because he's 0.3 points per 100 possessions better on defense, you know, like, sure, go ahead, but you're going to sound like an idiot. Like, that, that's, right, that's really That's what not it is. the like, best just, way to use this yeah, tool. Yeah, no, it's not. Because you're just like, congrats, you're talking You're talking about, a, 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 yeah, a third of a, like a third of a point. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.